Two moms, two marketers, two women new to the financial industry. They have a lot of questions. That's why they're bringing in financial experts to educate all of us here on A Penny or Two for Your Thoughts. Hey, everyone. It's Chantel and Liz with Centris Federal Credit Union. We are back in the hot seats. Is that what you say? Hot seats? The hot seat or is the mic hot? Oh, maybe that's what it's supposed to be. Anyway, we're back for 2023. And they turn the mics back on for us. A penny or two for your thoughts podcast. Here we are again. New content, new ideas, new people to chat with. A lot more questions. Lots of bad jokes. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Hopefully newer jokes. Yeah. Newer bad jokes. Mm -hmm. How's your year? You know, it's not too shabby. Yeah. I can't believe it's like we're already through the first month. I know. I know. Heading into the second month, we're already talking Super Bowl. Um, I was already seeing some commercial releases and yes, yes. All the people talking about food. Uh huh. Like, what's your favorite Super Bowl food? Ooh, that's a really good question. I mean, you know me, so it's going to be cheese and ranch and all the things that go along with that. But yeah, I like some Rotel dip. I feel like if you don't have that, it's kind of like, right. Then it's not a Super Bowl party. Right. How about you? You know, I, I like the Rotel dip. Um, I also am a big nacho person. So if you have the Rotel dip and make like a nacho bar out of it, yeah, that'd be a good, that'd be a solid Super Bowl. And then if the Chiefs won, that'd be okay too. This is not a good idea to be doing this podcast right before we should be having lunch. True. Yeah, we are recording. Is that going to cat like pick up on the mic? It might if my stomach growls. Yeah, I don't know. I hope. Well, because our stomachs tend to talk to each other in meetings. So <laughs> that is true. We could be in trouble. That is a true story. So we'll introduce our guest. This is yes. stom- Liz's stomach. <laughs> and this is Chantel's stomach. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But we do have a pretty cool guest today. We do have a cool guest. Maybe his stomach, his stomach will talk with ours yes, too. Yes. So our guest today, he knows a lot about finances, which is a pretty good thing because that's kind of part of his job title. In fact, we scheduled a meeting about a month ago, I think it was a month ago, just to be those sponges in the room to soak up his wealth of knowledge he has. And what we learned in that meeting was extremely helpful, and we really wanted to bring it to our listeners. So our guest has been with Centrist for almost eight years now, and prior to that, he spent a majority of his career working for the largest professional services firm in the world. It's kind of a big deal. Like I said, (laughs) he's super smart. You are going to learn so much on this. So tune in, stop what you're doing and just listen. Except for our uh, listener that is on the treadmill. You can keep, you know, doing your <laughs> thing on, on your treadmill. On. Keep yeah. on keeping on. Um, he's our executive vice president, chief financial officer. It's Tom Houston. Hi, Tom. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Awesome. We we did meet with you. Yeah. A month ago or so. Yeah. And, you know, it was all this whole, okay, as marketers, we have all these questions about the things that are going on in the financial industry. That's the whole premise of this podcast. And so we're like, yeah, we're going to we're going to talk to Tom. And you had so many great points and you made it so easy for us to understand. So we really wanted you to join us today. So thanks for indulging us. My because, pleasure. Yeah. And he, he even showed us charts with colors, which is very yes. helpful for us. We're visual. <laughs> he actually has asked for our brand colors before for his charts. What? So, yeah, I mean, he's he's legit. So I don't know. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. <laughs> so we're just going to dig right in. Okay. So we've got a lot of questions. They don't necessarily go in order, but we feel like your information is just valuable to anyone who's just kind of dealing with the current economy we're in or learning how to save or doing, we're doing a financial one-on-one. How about that? 
Yeah, that's what I like we're doing what, today. I like what we call that financial 101. Yeah. All right. Okay. Are you ready? I hope so. Okay. <laughs> You've raised the bar pretty high, though. So if I can get halfway to that, we'll we'll be doing okay. All right. All right. Awesome. Sounds great. So. We joint we have this whole new year upon us we're well into it but we know the economic environment is is a little questionable a little crazy right now so what are some things that our listeners should be prepared for in our current environment yeah as you said it is interesting um yeah so there are some headwinds potentially you know and i hate to use the r word but recession so some economists and other financial experts are talking about a potential recession there are a lot of data points that are pointing to a potential recession and so the Federal Reserve, who is the U.S.'s central bank, has raised interest rates over the past year, 425 basis points. So that's a lot. Yeah, yeah. And they're likely going to actually, they're meeting today, likely going to raise rates again today, and then at least potentially one more time in the first half of 2023. And so inflation, as we all know, has been pretty high. You know, inflation measures the cost of you know, food, rent, gas for your car, et cetera. That is still super high, but it has been coming down. So I'm somewhat optimistic that the Fed's not going to have to continue to raise rates as much as they have, because when they raise rates, that, of course, um, increases the cost of borrowing for those who are borrowing money. It actually uh, helps savers, um, but ultimately the Fed's goal is to slow down spending by raising interest rates and slowing down lending. Right. So you're telling me the eggs that I spend like $10 on will be going down potentially. Potentially. If you had a crystal ball. Right. Can we color Easter eggs during Easter time or are we going to have to use something else? <laughs> rocks. You're going to have to go out to your garden and find yes. rocks. That is that is perfect. Okay. All right. Well, and they, nope. won't, they won't break. Right. right. No crystal ball, but that's, the, that's where we're thinking. Okay. Yes. Perfect. So for our listeners, Tom, can you define... And what a recession is. Yeah, recession is many people thought the definition was two consecutive quarters of a decrease in gross domestic product, which basically means how fast is our economy growing? And if it's not growing, if it's actually in negative territory for two quarters, many people thought that was the definition of a recession. That was pretty, you know, a heated debate recently. Um, and that's not technically the definition, but ultimately it is a slowdown of the economy to where there's negative growth and consumer spending is about 70% of the United States makes up about 70% of the United States gross domestic product or fuels the growth in our um, economy. And so we are starting to see like recent retail sales numbers came out and, and they're decreasing. And so consumer sentiment um, I, I think there's some nervous people out there that are starting to tighten up the belt. Okay. So we're, there's a lot of anxious, you know, AKA Chantel and I anxious consumers out there. Um, we actually just recently did a blog post about establishing an emergency savings fund. Um, and we recently heard a stat. It was that 60% of Americans do not have an emergency fund. Um, why do you feel this is so important and what, what are some really easy steps that our listeners can take to establish this type of fund? That is alarming. And I've heard that statistic too, about 60% not having a savings fund. Um, there's a few different reasons. You know, one is just sort of that peace of mind, right? To have a financial safety net. You know, if you're many people, unfortunately living paycheck to paycheck and life happens, we all know life happens. So you have that 
uh, car repair, you know, you have a medical bill that's unexpected. And if you don't have that emergency savings fund, then it's super stressful, right? And so um, a, a repercussion of not having that is potentially having to borrow, um, which isn't always a bad thing. But if it's an emergency situation, typically your interest rate is going to be higher, right? If right. it's an unsecured loan. And then secondly, sometimes there's some fees just to expedite, you know, getting the cash to you. And so just peace of mind, having that safety net, um, just from an overall financial holistic perspective, it's usually going to be cheaper, right? If you have cash saved up versus having to borrow it, borrow short term. And then lastly, and we'll talk about this probably uh, in a couple minutes, but if we're setting money aside and it's a little bit harder to get to like an emergency fund, then hopefully that grows and you're not as tempted to spend it on those spontaneous purchases like, hey, I've got to get the latest Apple Watch or this, you know, some purse or whatever. It, hopefully, if that's set aside, it's just one extra step that you have to do. Right. So what I'm hearing is I need to set that fund up so then I'm not impulsively buying on Amazon. I mean, I could talk you through that, but I think we'd in the same boat. <laughs> we have a mess, so I don't, I don't think I'm going to even go there. But yeah, I think you're right. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> so as you were kind of talking about between, you know, the savings aspect of it, so savings, retirement, all the things, paying off debt, is there one that's more important than the other? I There's different viewpoints. So mm -hmm. I'll say, you know, my opinion is emergency savings fund is certainly priority one. Um, I'm a big fan of Dave Ramsey, who's a, you know, I consider a personal finance expert. He recommends that you fund a thousand dollars initially of your emergency fund. Don't try and fund the entire thing. Okay. The rule of thumb is typically three to six months in an emergency fund of your base comp. Well, sorry, I should say critical expenses, mm -hmm. critical expenses, you know, house, food, yeah. gas for your car, et cetera. Non-critical would be entertainment, vacation. And so anything yep. that you would cut, you know, in an emergency situation, you don't necessarily have to have three to six months saved okay. up. So initially, it's critically important to set up that $1,000. I think that's by far the biggest priority over, you know, paying down debt, longer term retirement. You have to have an emergency fund if you don't have one set up yet. Very good information. Yeah, extremely helpful. Um, what would you say is the most reliable way to pay off debt? There's a few different ways. Uh, I would say one of the more popular is debt consolidation, where if you have multiple uh, different borrowings um, at various interest rates, you can consolidate that into potentially a lower interest rate loan. Sometimes when doing that, you would have to use collateral like a car or a house, and maybe your other debt is not collateralized. And so there is some risk there for to potentially losing an asset. Uh, another way is basically listing all of your debt um, from highest interest rate to lowest interest rate and starting to attack the highest interest rate debt. I would exclude the first mortgage from this. Um, and so that's your most costly debt is that high rate debt and then pay the minimum payment on everything else. And then once that high interest debt is paid off, then you would go to the next one. The third one that comes to mind is called the debt snowball, which um, is another Dave Ramsley uh, term, I believe. But it's it's basically, once again, listing your debt. But instead of based on interest rate, you would base it on the amount outstanding of the debt. Mm -hmm. And then you would attack the lowest amount of debt first. 
and make the minimum payments on everything else. And then once that first, the lowest loan that you owe is paid off, you go to the next lowest loan. The reason being is there's something to say, be said about that um, emotional, you know, that win that yeah. you get from, yep. so, from seeing very quick results. And so that would probably be the one that I would recommend is that, is that latter one where you start paying off your smallest loans first, just to get the, that momentum going. Yeah. I've had a lot of friends that have taken that method and they, they were successful with it because of those small wins along the way. It gave right. them that motivation and drive to keep going and getting that debt paid off. Yeah. And now I have several friends who are debt free, which is awesome. awesome. Yeah. 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 It's such a good feeling. It's so personal. You have to find the way that works for you, right? Yeah. Like yeah. it's yeah. not, it's not like an answer to everyone. It's just what is going to work for you? How do you do it uh, right. for your peace of mind, for, for what's going to make you feel better about it? Absolutely. Sure. So kind of switching gears here, there is so much information on the news and in front of us. There's just noise everywhere. So many stats, so many uh, numbers that are presented that can often be scary if you don't know what they mean. So what should we be paying attention to when we're just forced with all this information coming at us through social media and, and TV, et cetera? Right. Yeah. The, you know, I live and breathe finance and it's it can be even intimidating to me sometimes. I think more importantly than than paying super close attention to like, what is the stock market doing or what are interest rates doing with the bond market? It's putting together a budget, you know, for yourself personally, a holistic budget of what is my income? Where am I spending my money? And then utilizing that budget to first, you know, fund that emergency fund, like we talked about, then start paying down debt and then put money towards retirement. Human nature is, you know, if we're looking at a lot of different data and a lot of different people forecasting, you know, potentially different paths of where we're going to go, it can be an emotional roller coaster, right? And so a lot of times if we don't have debt reduction, saving sort of an autopilot where it's where we're, we have a positive habit of doing those things, then that emotional roller coaster can really throw us off and we can right. sort of let fear set in and, and, and other emotional things. So I think more importantly than, you know, being super close to different data feeds about what the market's doing and other things, it's set up a plan for yourself, review that periodically, but, but try, try your best to stick to the plan. Very good. Yeah. I find that Microsoft put that little like nugget on the bottom of your screen that shows the stock market yes. per periodically through the day. I don't know if that's new, if that just turned on for me, but it drives me crazy when you see that all day long. I'm like, oh, this is not right. Not good. So I know you have younger kids at home. Do you talk to them? Do you like help them understand the stock market and things like that? Are they curious about it? Do they ask you questions because you, you've got so much financial knowledge? Do they talk to you about that stuff? We've not yet gotten into the stock market. I think our, our most recent discussion was on credit cards. Well, the difference between a credit card and a debit card. Okay. And they had questions about credit cards, right? Because right. kids want a lot of things and they see parents pull out the credit card yep. and do the swipe or the debit card. And so their little minds are, are spinning on what is that, you know, and had to educate them on credit card is not our money, right? I mean, every time we swipe, we're borrowing money. Mm -hmm. And so it's up to us as to how quickly we pay that back and et cetera. So yeah, they're more, they're not quite to the stock market yet and in investing. Well, and I didn't know if like they saw you watching things or they saw you reading, you know, mm -hmm. newspapers or things like that and 
looking at those different financial um, articles. I didn't know if they'd ask questions like, what are you reading? What's that about? Or things like that. They got curious, you know, about what you do during the day. It's more like, hey, look at this Lego creation I just made. <laughs> I don't care what you're looking at. Right. Come look at what I'm That's doing. Fair. That's right. fair. <laughs> I'm just trying to prep myself because I know my two and a half year old, she asks, she's to that stage where she's asking the why, how comes kind of questions. And I'm mm-hmm. just waiting for the money questions and all of that. So I'm just trying to glean a little more knowledge off Tom's. When she starts asking about stock market, could you let me know? Because I, I would like to yeah. come over and, and learn as well. Because so, <laughs> you want to learn? I think you're going to hear me fumble. You're like, uh, uh well, hang on. I'm going to call Tom. One minute. <laughs> let me call. Phone a friend. Call. I'm going to Teams him. Hang on. Um, so it's funny that you were just actually talking about credit cards. Um, I know, you know, with credit cards and everything like getting a home, getting a home, getting a credit card, getting a loan. Um, it's important to have a good credit rating. So what are some things that our listeners can do to help improve that just so that they can get those loans, especially when we're possibly talking about the R word and things happening to where they're going to need some additional funds. Right. I'll, I'll give a caveat that it really depends on facts and circumstances, you know, in terms of how long it might take to raise somebody's credit score. But, uh, Luckily, with the three different credit bureaus, they offer a free credit report annually. So like the Experian, TransUnion, et cetera, you can go out to their websites and request a free credit report because sometimes there can be information on your credit report that's not accurate. And that can be devastating, right? So it's critically important that we, that we all appropriately manage our own credit reports and make sure that there's nothing out there that we don't agree with. Right. Second big one is pay your bills on time, right? I mean, that's common sense, but that that goes a long way with credit score. If we're behind on certain bills, you know, do our best to catch those up as quickly as possible. Uh, another technique is just managing the credit we have and not overusing that. Um, so sort of the generally the rule of thumb is if you're utilizing more than 30% of all your lines of credit, then that can have a detrimental impact on your credit score. And so just being aware of, okay, what, what, are, what total credit do I have? How much am I using of that? Another tool for somebody that might be trying to repair your credit is called a secured credit card. And so it's similar, has similar functionality to a normal credit card, except you're required to put down money to effectively secure whatever you charge. The, then it's the question, well, why, what good does that do me? Well, it does help repair credit because you are, every time you swipe, it's similar to a, a normal credit card. And so that, that is another tool, um, in which Centris has one of those, right? So we offer a secured card with a partnership. And then lastly, I would say some people, and, and I, would, I would be an advocate for this, is utilizing a credit monitoring tool. And there's many of those out there. So we, I was first talking about, hey, there could be something on your credit report that's inaccurate. Those tools help monitor and assist us with catching something that might show up on our credit report that's not accurate. So not giving up hope, like even if your, your credit has been damaged, there is hope you can get yourself out of this. If you absolutely. really take the, the measures to do so. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Very good. Very good. I was lucky enough to be invited to a uh, webinar recently on retirement. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm going to ask a retirement question. Okay. Tom. Okay. You're so far away from that, though. I know. No, I, I thought so, too, unless they got my email wrong. But no, apparently, no, I wasn't. So um, how early should you start 
saving for retirement, Tom. You know, it's never too early. All right. Um, all right. Once you um, good answer, you know, right? Right. I mean, yeah. literally, once people you start, have time. right? Yeah. Um, start earning a paycheck, right? I mean, the sooner the better, because there's this wealth uh, effect um, called compounding, right? And so, the sooner you start saving, the sooner you start earning off of those savings. And then those gains from your savings start generating additional gains. And so it really is unbelievable, you know, if, if you look at people that start earlier versus later, just how much more significant that compounding effect is where you're earning interest on top of interest. Very good. So the, the sooner the better. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's where I have to give my dad like the biggest shout out in the world. He was on me so much when I got my first job and he's like, you are putting this much into your retirement. This is how much you're taking out of your paycheck and putting into retirement yeah. right away. Yeah. Never forget that. So huge shout out to my dad. He's probably not listening, but <laughs> I'm sure he is. Yeah. <laughs> there are a few people and there are parents and right? <laughs> right. a couple <laughs> listeners and then parents. Yeah. <laughs> so. I don't even think my dad could get to a podcast. <laughs> I'd probably have to show him how to do it. Yeah, I'm the kid that usually has to help him set his watches and stuff that are digital. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I love my dad. <laughs> All right. More retirement. One more question. Okay. So we've heard in the, in, in our office that you talk about the waterfall approach to, to retirement savings. Is that, is that a thing that, that you're passionate about? I am passionate about that. And that's just really a fancy way to develop a, a, li- a prioritization list of where you should save money okay. and retire. And so we talked about sort of the, you know, funding the emergency fund, mm-hmm. And then next, I would say, is paying down debt, excluding your first mortgage. And then after that is setting up, you know, the fully funding your three to six month emergency fund. But then right after that is your retirement. Okay. And I would say roughly, you know, 15%-ish of your income, if possible, should ultimately be your goal for retirement. Okay. Um, but that waterfall is most financial experts will say, if you're fortunate enough to have an employer that will match in a 401k, at a minimum, invest enough to get your employer match because that's effectively free money. Right. Yep. And then they would say toggle over to an IRA, an individual retirement account, and to the extent possible, max that out and then go back to your 401k, which is pre-tax dollars, and then contribute more to that if you have the money. Right. Yep. It's, there's so much you can think about. And I think there are so many financial planners out there that can help you guide you on your way. If you have any questions, obviously coming in to your credit union to have that conversation as well Mm -hmm. is, but there are people out there to help you. So you're not, you're not in it alone. I think that's an important message that I know I realized when we started doing this, like, where do I, where do I begin? But people are here to help you. Absolutely. Yes. What are some of the valuable websites or um, financial tools that you've found extremely beneficial? And what are the tips and tricks that you you personally use to save? Uh, Chantal mentioned, I mean, there is just a not a shortage of information, you know, online through Google. I'm going to do another shameless plug, though. Dave Ramsey, for me, I mean, I've, I personally went through his class much earlier in life. And it's super straightforward. Um, and I think he does a good job in putting, you know, the financial plan 
and goals in terms that people can understand, right? Because yeah. I think a lot of people, it's very intimidating. Mm-hmm. Um, some people don't want to think about it and just hope that everything's going to turn out okay. And that's not a good plan, right? And so, but he's, you know, he has podcasts, website, courses, that sort of thing. But there is, I mean, literally everything at your disposal. Um, you can hire a personal financial planner. I mean, that typically takes some money up front, but that I would highly recommend that if that's something that um, you're willing to commit money to. It's sort of that there's an upfront cost, but I think over the long term, they can really help direct your course, almost like a personal trainer, right? In the gym, Mm -hmm. like you pay for that, but they sort of hold you accountable and they're subject matter experts. It's similar with the personal financial planner. It is a little painful to pay for it up front mm-hmm. and they ask for some information, you know, about your financial situation. Where are you? But I think over the long term, it actually helps. Very good. See? Yeah. Again, said something that made sense. Right. Correlated <laughs> it to a personal trainer. That's right. You got it. Ding. <laughs> so, so we're, we've gone through your finance 101 course now. I mean, it was a crash course for us right. and so much information. What would be the penny or two or your thoughts that you would leave your our listeners with mm-hmm. today? I think first and foremost, budget. If you do not have a budget, that's table stakes because you have to know where you're spending your money and how much disposable income do you have. And if you don't have any, that's problematic, right? I mean, things can be cut, but you have to, you know, in order to reduce debt and save, there has to be some money left over. And when I say leftover, I guess that's my my one final takeaway is the concept of paying yourself first. Mm-hmm. And so I talked about sort of this emotional roller coaster that we can get in, you know, um, and it, sometimes it's sort of the worst thing that we can do, right, is yeah. what our emotions are telling us to do. And when I say pay yourself first, it's basically if you have the ability to have, you know, if you have a direct deposit into a, a credit union account, um, pulling a piece of that out and investing that, or if you're in the debt pay down stage, making, you know, payments somewhere automatically because you want to take those funds before you can get a hold of them. Right. I mean, human nature is if we leave it up to ourselves without a plan and our plan is to invest or pay down debt with the leftovers, there's not going to be leftovers. Right. And so automatically set up a system where you're taking it out. And that's the first thing that goes. Very good. Wow. Thank you so much. Thanks, Oh, my pleasure. This has been awesome. I don't know about you, Chantel, but I feel like I got a lot smarter from this episode. Yes, absolutely. Tom, thank you so much. Appreciate you. Appreciate you letting us ask all the questions. I know you say there's no stupid questions, but I feel like I ask a lot of them. (laughs) If you want to have more great guests on the show like Tom, you can email us at pennyforyourthoughts at centrusfcu.org with your ideas of who we should talk to next. And if you don't want to miss an episode, which we know you don't because we're we're awesome, be sure to subscribe to our podcast and then share the wealth by rating, reviewing, and sharing the latest episode. We're also sharing a lot of great information on social, social media, so be sure to follow Centris on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn, or check out our website at centrisfcu.org. Or if you just want to chat with one of our amazing experts like Tom, just give us a call at 402-334-7000. Thanks again, Tom. We hope you enjoyed this episode, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks, everyone. A Huda Media Production.